Say what? It's Wine Wednesday. We have a special Wednesday release this week because we have a sommelier on the show. So obviously, we drink some wine and get a little tipsy with the tipsy som, Margie Delivio. It's a fun one, but then again, they're always fun. Today's product I love is Keon Colostrum. As we get into the cold and flu season, I like to take a lot of care of my gut health and overall immune system, and that's why I love Keon Colostrum. It helps directly with your gut health and your immune system. To try some for yourself, go to Keon.com, that's K-I-O-N.com, and use my discount code RIKER to save 10% off products, 15% off bundles, 20% off subscriptions. It's a go-to staple in my smoothie every day. Now, if you feel like joining in on the wine this episode, it's great timing. Pour yourself a glass and enjoy. It's glass half full. So much wasted energy on seeing glasses half empty. So let me be your fresh caffeine and I can top you off. In case you missed it, I'ma keep it, keep it, keep it optimistic, optimistic. Bobby Ulrich coming to us live from the beautiful country of España, Spain. Espana. And you literally just walked off stage. I literally walked off stage like five minutes ago to adoring fans and some German hecklers. Some German hecklers <laughs> in Spain. Epic. I love that you that you had some fans. I hope uh, I, I, I was supporting the, the the things on Instagram. So I hope hopefully you had some some rock and roll fans show up and support oh. too. I told them that I was a friend of Riker and it was game over. They loved me. <laughs> Perfect. Happy to hear that. Well, listen, bro, we got to keep it classy today. We got to keep oh, it classy because up. we got we got a pinkies up. I got a glass of wine here. I got a whole bottle. You got a whole bottle of wine. <laughs> because um, listen we, to the, wait, let's we, listen to the, the cork out right now. Oh, I love it. Yes. Hold on. Here we go. Ooh. Oh, what a sound. What a sound. Because... Bobby, we got to keep it classy today because we have a sommelier, Margie Delivio, on the podcast. Margie, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. You guys, thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here to talk to you guys. This is actually my first podcast ever. The first of many. (laughs) Please bear with me. I'm not responsible for what comes out of my mouth in the next however many minutes. So. <laughs> Probably around I can 60, relate to that. I can relate to that. <laughs> you're, you're, all, you're all good. It's going to be awesome. Uh, so and, Margie, and for those of you who don't know, Margie is uh, my wife's best friend. She was uh, in our wedding. She also was Ross's dance partner at the Greek Theater in Los Angeles. So there's a lot of connections here. Oh. Yeah, Bobby just recognized. I, Bobby just ah, now realized because Bobby oh, was there at, at the concert. We're, we're connecting <laughs> no some dots what? now. Oh, yes. I was like, I was like, who's that amazing? She seems like a Simonier. Simonier, that's okay. Simonier, and I was. I'm learning. I'm learning today. I'm learning. We'll work on it. We're, we're yes. educating you, Bobby. In the in I the, am not in, as classy as you guys. <laughs> <laughs> we're educating you in the the fine art of drinking wine, and I also read that it's. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, sommelier is uh sommelier. is like the French female version. Is that correct, Margie? Sommelier. Um, I've actually never heard that. So if you're telling me that, then you're teaching me stuff here. So already. I believe that that's only sommelier. used in uh in France, but in in you know uh the the states, I read that they it's it's uh gender neutral. It's just sommelier. Maybe that's why. Yeah, because um as I've gone my certification, it's always been. Sommelier, and kind of a fun fact is sommelier is just a job title. It's not actually a certification. So I currently do not hold a sommelier job, but I am certified to be a sommelier. So you're it's kind certified of like a to have the job if you want exactly. the job, which is yeah. which is kind of what okay. you're, you're sort of leaning into because obviously you're a, a fantastic dancer. That's what you have been focusing on your with your career for this, uh, you know, for the time being. But you're you're really really ahead of the game in where I think you know because as a, a dancer's body, I am somewhat familiar with dancing. Uh, you know, there's there's definitely a lifespan. For that type of career and correct me if i'm wrong here but you're sort of like looking towards the future in a really really cool aspect and i cannot wait to get into the nitty-gritty details of what it takes to be a sommelier because i know it's uh there's some there's different levels and i know it's some pretty intense uh intense certification that you had to go through yeah yeah, yeah. i mean i've been a professional dancer in los angeles for like the past 10 years of my life okay. so dance has always been kind of like 
the main focus for me, working out here, going on auditions, um, doing commercial work. And during COVID, as I'm sure both of you experienced, you know, being in the arts, it got a little bit, it got a little bit scary for a minute and right, we didn't yeah. have much to do. So mm-hmm. I was sitting at home kind of just thinking, you know, like, what do I want to add to my tool belt? What do I want to like sharpen my skills on? And I was like, hmm, what do you like to do? I like to drink wine. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, you know what? I'm going to learn about wine. So I ended up finding a course and kind of took off from there. That is no so way. cool. I, I think that's, I love people that, find a passion and go all in on it. I just think that's so cool. So to be a sommelier, what, what's the first step? So if someone's listening and they, they want to look into this as a career, what's the, what's the first step? First step is to find a program, right? Well, first step is to like wine. If you like that's wine, true. if you don't like wine, already... this is not the job for you. <laughs> Turn off the podcast right now because it's not for you. If you also, like if you wine... don't like wine, uh, do you even have any friends? Uh, Get out of here. Yeah. If you don't like wine, you are not a friend of, uh, of yeah. my wife. I'll tell you that much. She's going to have a hard time getting along with you because she is. Uh... Oh, well... I read this today. There's, there's like a there's like a term for uh, a wine lover. And I already forgot what? it. A wino, a um, a. I'm a, I'm a pretty hardcore wine head. I'm a wine head. Wine, wine head. <laughs> We're all wine heads in this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, for the audio only. Um, Artie's also wearing a beautiful, uh, glass oh, yes. house full themed shirt. And excellent I just martini. To put it out there that we appreciate it. It's a martini. It's on brand with the episode and. What the does it say? Make a it a double. Make it, it says, a make double. it a double, baby. So when I was getting dressed today, I was like, well, how would I not wear this shirt that has a martini glass on it? It's so fitting. So thank you for noticing. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> yes. If you see any, if you see any clips, I'll, I'll link where it's from. All right. I would, take, any, yeah. the I would take any drinking advice from someone wearing that shirt, like hands down. <laughs> Hell yeah. I, Hell I yeah. I'm on board. All right, so it. you got to find a course is the is the step one. Well, step two because yes. you got to like wine. <laughs> then you find your course. Once you find your course, what are you what are you looking into? Totally. So there are four levels to the specific program that I did was through the Wine and Spirit Education Trust WSET, okay. and there's four um, courses. So basically, I started with um, level one, which is more common knowledge than anything, right? It's discerning the difference between grape varieties. So a Cabernet Sauvignon versus a Pinot Grigio uh, versus a Pinot Noir, you know, like kind I thought of just level one out. was going to be like a uh, red wine. That is a white wine. <laughs> I was really hoping yes, I was going to pass but- level one. <laughs> I thought it was ha- how long could you go be- before you blacked out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. So. I'm just so it's like a vocabulary thing, like at the beginning. Yeah, so level one is very, it is surface level, and it is kind of teaching you that difference between um, white grapes and black grapes is basically Mm. what the two varieties are, right? And you start learning very lightly about that stuff and, you know, a lot of stuff in the U.S. and in um, Europe is kind of that first course. So then you test out, and it is a multiple choice to test out. Not not too hard. I'm I'm confident, Riker, you'd be able to do pretty well in it. There oh, are certain okay. questions. Thank though, you. I like specific. how I like how she just said Riker. She's, <laughs> Sorry, Bobby. she's like, Bobby, uh, you might have to go to a beer class or something. A Bobby's more, gonna uh, get Bobby's gonna get too fucked up before he can even even yeah, make uh, the multiple choice happen. What are you can talking about? <laughs> what are you talking well, about? <laughs> Bobby, listeners, for those of you who are just listening, Bobby says, What are you talking about? And he's slamming the not slamming, but he's taking a big gulp from the bottle. Now Margie's joining him. I, for the record, I'm beautiful. the classy one on this podcast. I've got my bu- <laughs> white button-up shirt on. I got my fancy wine glass, and uh, I am going to need, I am gonna need a refill gonna, though because it's yeah. getting a little low. It's a little below glass half and full. Riker, Riker has to edit this afterwards, so uh, that's why I'm, he has to take so, one. <laughs> very, very risky wearing a white button-up while drinking that's wine, Riker. I like to live on the edge. What can I say? Hey, this very man bold. has hand control. Okay, that's that's. That's one of Riker's greatest talents. One, one thing about this for dancing, he's not spilling a drop. He's silky smooth mitts, as we say in yes. hockey. Ooh. I love it. All right, we, I need to land this plane. I keep, you know, we keep going off. 
Okay, right, no, sorry, we've yeah. already had a little bit of wine. I haven't had so any alcohol one. in a long time. Level yeah, sorry. One. We're still Me on level either. one. We got four levels to go, buddy. Uh, yeah. We need to we focus up. Four levels. <laughs> okay. Focus. Be a good boy. <laughs> so after after level one, I was like, you know, it was pretty easy for me. Let's let's jump in and do level two. Did you two. ace it? Did you ace level one the test? I 100%. did. I did. Um, did you use like flashcards? Like I might have, um, so yeah, I did flashcards through this whole process. I felt like I was back in school and I didn't go to college. So I went straight from high school to Los Angeles. So Ooh, I have been like You've heard it here games. first, like kids. Kobe you, do not, you do not need to go to, just like Kobe Bryant, you do not need <laughs> yeah. to go to college if you want to be a sommelier. There you go. Exactly. Exactly. It's a different um, system. I will say like utilizing the tools of studying are really important because it's a totally. lot of memorization. It's a lot of um, trying to pronounce um, vineyards in Germany, which are, you know, like oh, yeah, things like gotta that. Be, that's got to be pretty tough. Yeah, you gotta, you're, it's tough. you're basically speaking another language at that point. Exactly. So I've learned, I learned a lot about, you know, other languages and whatnot. So after level that's one, awesome. I went to level two. And then level two was a little bit harder. Now we start getting into kind of like the regions around the world and that memorization I was talking about and mm -hmm. how the climate really affects the grapes we're drinking, right? Because oh. there's so much to it. It's not just geography. It's, you know, it's a lot of science and climate and yeah, the way that, exactly. Cause that's what really flavors the wines that we're drinking are wow. the grapes that it comes from. So a lot of it was learning about that, about the climate. And then a lot of it was also like the processes that go on in the um, wineries, like the okay. fermentation and the maturation that happens in there, which is all very, it kind of, a lot of it went over my head, right? But right. it's really interesting stuff. So that, cool. that was level two and you test out of level two with a multiple choice as well. Then level three, I was really ambitious at this point. I'm like, I'm going all the You're in. Did you, did right. you ace level I'm two in. as well? Did you hundred percent? I did, I aced. You, yeah, you nailed it. You know what? I'm saying 100%. I know I was in the 90s, so we're going to round wow. up. Yeah, that's an ace. That's a solid ace. Now, yeah. I have one question about level two. Um, yes. So you said multiple. How many countries are you really delving? Like, Does every country have wine, or is it like prominent ones? Or like how do you – how do they determine Ooh, yeah, which good countries question. get included? Um, how many so, species of grape are there? Like, just, Well, there there's – so many species of grape. I can't give you the exact number of how many species of grape are because I think somebody will be in the comments here and correct me, right? <laughs> but let's just yeah. say it's a lot. A lot. Let's a lot. just say it's a ton. Um, when we're talking about the countries that really um, are producing commercial wines that we see all the time, we obviously have Europe. Any, well, that's, you know, of course, Europe. We have Italy, um, Spain, France, Portugal, China. Germany, Austria. Um, Hungary, like there's so many in uh, Europe, right? Then we have the United States, which is kind of concentrated in California, Oregon, Washington. Right. Um, with small bits in New York, actually, like by the Finger Lakes in New York. Oh. They, they make some ice wine okay. up there, which is, have you guys even, have either of no. ice, ice wine before? No. What, tell, tell yeah, us about so this. It's basically, cool. it's from grapes that are frozen um through mm. climate right they're frozen and they're naturally very very sweet so no it makes kind way. of a very sweet wine it's very popular in canada as well is it like a dessert um, wine that's like sweet taking... or yes wow. yeah it's, okay. it's airing towards dessert wine right that because makes sense how cold it is yeah so i love if you freeze great if you freeze grapes from the grocery store and you eat them it's one of the best snacks ever i don't know if it you is a good snack dude i have no. i literally have some in my freezer right now Oh, that's so good. It's the way to go. Yeah, it kind of it concentrates the sugars in it a little bit, oh, right? Oh, that's so, so we have cool. yeah. um, the U.S. Then you have Australia as a whole, huge wine producer, New Zealand, and you have South Africa, mm -hmm. and then like Chile and Argentina. So those are mm -hmm. the main sources of wine. Gotcha. I'm sure there's plenty of wineries outside of that, but that's kind of where we study in the courses the that I've taken. Yeah. Got you. Yeah. Okay. So, so then level three, level three. Yes. Now, now you're we move up now. to level you're three. In. And when I'm telling you, it feels like there was a level 2.5 that just didn't exist. Like <laughs> I walked into level three. I walked into level three and was like, oh, I got this shit. Like, I know, like I aced the past two tests and oh my gosh, it was, it was so much information and I felt way, way out of my league. If I'm being totally honest wow. at first, uh -huh. um, 
So this is like where we're talking about, we're really getting into the processes that happen in the wineries and the different flavors that happen in the different climates. And the memorization required for level three was just, it was next level. On top of that for level three, I had, so this was all online, keep in mind, this is all wow. online stuff. So I would okay. go um, pick up my textbooks and I would do everything from home. So wow. in level three, we would go actually to um, the wine house. I'm in Los Angeles. So we'd go to the wine house in Los Angeles and we have three days during our course where we'd sit outside because social distancing, we'd sit outside <laughs> in our little desks and we would try about over the course of like six hours would try about 30 wines per sitting, Whoa. which is a lot of wine to be sipping on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So our wine teacher would always say, please, please spit some of this wine out. I don't need you all getting <laughs> totally fucked up. That's where I would fail. That's where that's where I'm out. Level three, I'm out. Bobby's yeah, like, Bobby, I ain't Bobby spitting this out. This is, a, this is delicious. What are you talking about? <laughs> now, now, I have a question about that because, okay, you're spitting them out, but does the impairment of your sobriety affect the tasting aspect? Because I feel like when I get drunk, I'm like, yes. this one's great. So how do you want <laughs> to taste that? <laughs> Totally. So yeah, once you start tasting them, they all like if you start getting really drunk, if you notice, that's why whenever I um, am drinking wine with girlfriends, and I know we're going to get a little wine tipsy, I start with the best bottle. And then we work our way to the oh, not as good bottle. Oh, right? there you go. Okay, because, so that's a little wine tasting tip. If yeah. you're going to have a couple glasses, start with the best one, because yeah. you're going to appreciate it more. That's good. It's a good note. That is exactly. A great and then right kind of go from there, because I notice the drunker I get, especially wine drunk, my tongue is just coated and I'm just, I don't yeah, even know yeah, what yeah. I'm drinking anymore. Yeah. So, so our teacher at what would point when you're, when you're in level three, at what point did you start? Okay. Yeah. I got to be spitting this out. Cause uh, you know, you, you, like uh, immediately, or did you drink a little bit? Right. So I, of course I would, I would drink a decent amount because when I tell you we're taking, um, you might not be able to see me right now, but I've got the wine in my hand. When you take a little sip, She's taking a sip, listeners. You're taking, you're taking like the smallest little bit. Thank you. You could hear it probably. It's like some yeah. ASMR. And you like <laughs> that was a pro sip. It. That was a pro sip. I'm not like I. <laughs> I was intimidated to even show myself sipping anymore. Like that thank was. Thank you. Thank you. That technique was unreal. You put it in your mouth and you swish it a little bit, right? Yeah. So you coat okay. your entire mouth with it, and then by the time you kind of coat your mouth and you swallow, you're really not small swallowing too much wine. Anyway, so we would get into it and I'd be drinking however many and they'd give us these um, things they are called spittoons. Right. So that's what you spit your wine out into. I'm sure you've seen it. And if you've seen any of those, um, like cowboy Master Sommelier. Oh. Yeah, I mean, there's tons of movies. Yeah, <laughs> cowboy movies. Sure, that too. But you'll see them kind of spit their wine out. So basically, I would get like a little bit in and our teacher would say stuff like make sure, you're, you know, if you're driving, make sure you're spitting. But then occasionally she'd be like, don't spit this wine out because it'd be a really, really great wine. Oh, and she would, cool. she'd be like, yeah, she would be like, don't spit this wine out. It's really good. But we would try wines like we would try ports and sherries and really sweet wines, which isn't my forte usually. So yeah. when we were drinking those wines, I was like, mm, you know, then I'd like spit it out a little bit because I just didn't care for it. The red wines, I was... I was all in. I definitely <laughs> would leave a little bit tipsy if I'm being honest. So we did a lot of those during um, our level three because the level three test out was much harder than level one and two. The level three test out was actually a blind tasting as well oh, as a short answer wow. and a multiple choice. So that's what I say no when it was like we skipped a 2.5 because all of a sudden yeah. we're blind tasting. And yeah. I mean, blind tasting is pretty intimidating. Like it's for sure. You know, we've all seen those clips of somebody swirling their wine it's a red wine they swirl it they smell yeah. it they take a sip and they're like this is a grenache from 2018 from this vineyard and everyone's like mm -hmm. how yeah so yeah. this level three wasn't that in depth right because that's for master yeah. sommelier which is a whole other process right there's only Whoa. so many master sommeliers so what i'm talking about is we would have two glasses of white wine and two glasses of red wine in front of us on the test day and we showed up, everyone's all nervous and shit. And we show up, we have two glasses in front of us. You take a sip and then each one, you have to write down what you think the wine is. So if it's a Cabernet Sauvignon, a Pinot Noir, whatever you think it is, then you have to talk about the aspects of it, right? So the body, the acidity, the viscosity, the tannin, like all these aspects wow. and talk about them yeah. in it. You and you have to do that with two red and two white, which 
honestly, it sounds a lot more intimidating than it actually is once you're in it because you start to really recognize when you're sitting there tasting 30 wines in a day and you taste a Pinot Noir next to a Cabernet Sauvignon, your brain starts to be like, of course this is a Cab. And of Uh course this is a Pinot. There Mm. are really big differences between those two, right? Mm, So if you can, I guess a tip for somebody trying to distinguish between a couple different um, red grapes is when you taste a red wine, do you taste black fruits or red fruits? So do you taste blackberry, blueberry, black currant is one side, Uh or do you taste strawberry, raspberry, kind Mm. of that more jammy type? So that'll kind of lead you immediately into a good direction. Those black fruits are generally gonna be a Cabernet Sauvignon, a Merlot, something with a little bit more full body, that darker. And then Mm. the other way will be like a Pinot Noir, a Grenache, a Zinfandel, you know? So you start to make those little connections that help you kind of go different ways. So yeah, the level three was intense. Then the short answer is, for me, that was the toughest part, right? So they ask you a question, about a process or if you're in a climate where the sun is this and the wind is this, what are the grapes going to turn out as? Right. And you have to write almost like a big paragraph about what it is. Uh So I actually, I had to take the test twice because I passed the tasting and I passed the multiple choice, but I did not pass the short answer. That sounds like for sure the hardest part. Yeah, definitely. It, it really is. It really is. It's tough because you want to organize your thoughts, but you also have to make it cohesive. Also, you yeah. get knocked off points if you don't spell different places correctly, oh. right? So if we're talking about somewhere in a different country and I have to spell it correctly, I get yeah. knocked off points if the spelling wow. isn't correct. So there's a whole element to that that's just after I did it once, though, I was able to go home, study appropriately, come no. back. And- how many? How many short answers is it? Like, I think it's many? 15. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, that's a, 15 yeah. or 16. That's a fair amount wow. right there. It is. It's a lot. So that was the hardest part. But yeah, passing that level three was, it was awesome. And then there's Man, a level four, which so I have cool. not done. But I've okay. been told that level four is, it's more so if you'd like to go into teaching wine. So if you want to go into the education mm. of wine, uh, people recommend to do a level four, well, which I probably will someday. But you should be an right honorary <laughs> level four after this because I feel like I can talk. I feel like I can You're going to walk away with little bits of knowledge. Like yes. I'm literally going to be like, Pino, okay, you know, there's a slight breeze. And uh... yes. <laughs> yes. I love it. I love it. Oh, I was just thinking, so your level three, there's level four. What's, is there a, what's master? What's that level? Yeah. So master is an entirely different um, kind of process. So, so is that, seen, could, oh, could you consider that like level five? Is that just the the final step after so, four? Yeah. I mean, I could technically go for my master's currently if I want. Oh, to, okay. Right? So four is so, so, so it's sort of like one, two, three, and then like you have like teaching. four and five that are like, uh, people can't see my yeah, hands, but so they're sort can... of like one direction. And then, uh, you know, four is one direction and five yeah. is the other direction. I mean, I would say most people that go for their masters have already gotten their four just because it feels like kind of the right way to do things. One, two, three, four, and then go okay. into your masters. Yeah. I mean, your masters, I don't know if anybody listening or if either of you have seen, um, I'm trying to remember the name of that Netflix movie. What the is documentary? it called? There's a net. Well, there's Psalm. Yeah. Psalm. Okay, let's I've talk seen about Psalm. Psalm, for example. So that's a whole process of these people that, I mean, they spend their lives trying to get this certification. Yeah. So this isn't just Whoa. a online type of jump in and learn course. This yeah. is for people who really are already at the top of their field who that's want cool. that kind of that extra push. So most of the people that I've met in level three had told me, so when I tested out of level three, I was actually in the same waiting room as those testing out of level two. And I got in a conversation with this woman and she was telling me how great it was that I don't even have a career quite yet in wine and I'm already getting my level three because she was like, I've been working in the wine industry for years and I'm getting my level two right now. So there there is an advantage. Yeah. And I had no idea. (laughs) I mean, honestly, like. I, I feel very intimidated by the sommelier world. I think we, I speak for both of you guys when I say that there's kind of this like, um, up, like I don't know, this kind of air that sommeliers or wine people bring <laughs> that is like kind of a, I know more than you kind of energy. Uh-huh. And I feel like I've been really trying to 
do the exact opposite of that and make it something that like anybody can learn about anybody can enjoy a nice glass of wine yeah you're making it more inclusive that's cool yeah yeah you're breaking boundaries in i'm the trying wine i'm trying over here you're bridging the gap to people like exactly, me the yeah. simpletons that just want to have a nice I'm happy red to glass have of you. wine and not have to <laughs> oh. i'm happy to have you <laughs> oh man i am I am forever your pupil apprentice. I love that. Uh, if you ever you have know. any questions, just just shoot it over. I will. I, I love I 100% it. will. Yeah, Bobby, we were when uh when my wife and I were in um we were traveling through Europe. We were in Greece and Portugal and Spain and and uh my wife mm. Savannah would be texting Margie like we're in Portugal. What should, <laughs> what should we be drinking? Oh my gosh. Yeah, that that's awesome. Us. You know, it's actually um National Grenache Day which in Spain is Garnacha. So it's actually a holiday. It's a wine holiday today as we're filming. No, I guess oh, no way. It'll air at a different time. But yeah, so it's the third oh. um, Friday in September. Oh, it was on. Yes. Wow. I thought I wanted nice. a nice. I said, well, good thing I got something. I don't know. Now. What are you drinking, Bobby? Should we have yeah, her? Yeah, what okay, is it, Bobby? This, Tell us. So I picked this up locally. Okay. Uh, it's, uh, it's Dardelle. Okay. What's it say? Um, Read the label. I don't know. It's a, uh, it's a uh, okay. Twenty twenty two. So fairly new. It's just uh -huh. been recently born. Into it's just the world. a little baby. It's just a wee um, lad. <laughs> it's an or, it's an organic red wine. Uh, there you go. tintas. Oh, there you go. So you've got it. You you're drinking the correct wine for the holiday. See, I I, I learned I learned very Woo. well. Okay, like should we do a cheers? I'm a, a good pupil. There you go. Let's drink to that. Me yes, let's do that. And read. then Margie, tell us about your wine, and then yeah, um, we'll do a little. We'll, we'll do a circle. Uh, yeah. Cheers to National Grenache Day, or Garnacha. National Grenache Day. Yes. And for me being able to read. Absolutely. <laughs> Something to Cheers, be thankful guys. for. Cheers. Yes. Give a little. I will say it's great. Did you do? Did you guys do the um, the little swish swish in the in the cheeks? I swished. You swished. I did not. I just uh, I just drank here. I'll, I'll do a little a a ASMR for our. I listeners. can kind of hold after we talk about our. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> okay, we just got we our our budget for this just got boosted off of that ASMR. Let me, let me, let me, let me hit a little swish. <laughs> You're like swishing mouthwash. Is that is that? I was. That... I did. I, I was horrible. Like I am so embarrassed. Yeah. Did you Dude, like? Is that too big, Margie? That was horrible. I, I mouthwashed it right now. You no girl's ever gonna kiss me ever again. Did you see how that <laughs> motherfucker drank wine? He ain't going to. Yeah. Nothing. You just start. <laughs> no, don't worry, Bobby. It's an audio. Oh, no one God. can see. You just start gargling it. <laughs> yes. Gargling no, it. Is no, that the proper not... technique? <laughs> gargling is like what you do with like mouthwash. Oh, sorry. I thought you were critiquing him <laughs> and telling him how to do it. <laughs> No, like, is there a slang term for like a for like a noob wine drink? The guy that's like putting his nose in there yes, and not sweet. Like, you guys have like, a, oh, that's a that's a a, a a whiner. It's so funny because there's not a term that I know. But when I was doing those tastings that I was just telling you guys about, there was one guy and he would always sit next to me and he was so fucking obnoxious and he would do this. He would sip and then he would pull in. I'll do it. Right <laughs> And he would make oh. every single time he's like, <laughs> because they say that you're supposed to get like a little bit of oxygen in with the wine, right? Yeah. And I yeah, literally, yeah. I raised my hand to my teacher and was like, excuse me, like, is it actually necessary to like inhale like that and make obnoxious sounds? And she was like, no, it's not. Like some people just like doing it. And this guy was like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, she was doing crowd work. No, she was doing crowd seriously, work. Seriously. I was like, this guy needs to, and people were like looking at him like, dude, like you gotta stop. <laughs> Like you so obnoxious. Yeah, I bet he's using too That's many amazing. adjectives too. He's like a fruity, nutty. Oh, when I tell you, serendipitous still. Yeah, when I tell you in that class, people would raise their hand and be like, "So I notice a little this and a that," and be like, "See," and the, even our teacher was like, "No, like it's just it's just this. Like there's no extra this or that." Like she was, <laughs> she was so funny. She was so great. She made like the snootiness kind of go away That's with great. it. But a ton of people taking the class were. You know, they're people who have like have oh always been God. the wine person of their friend group and they've come in to like really solidify yeah, their skills. Yeah, right. And it's like that energy they, just exudes. Yeah, they, yeah. 
Yeah, they wa- I watched Sex in the City, uh, and I've seen every season. Uh, well, now you're just talking I'm, about me. For 10 years. <laughs> no, Margie, you are a hard-earned you are, level you three are. sommelier. I, I, thank you, guys. That's something to celebrate you. and be proud of. You are giving wine an amazing name. Now, critique Bobby on his on his. Uh, All right, critique me on skills. my. I want to. I want to know how critique to. Critique me on my mouth game. I need to get. Well, I need properly. to get my mouth game up. Unfortunately, Bobby Bobby today is drinking <laughs> out of a bottle, so he cannot smell the wine as it is yeah. intended to be smelt from a glass. Oh. But the first step would be to yeah. uh, place your nose on the rim Hold of the on, glass, glass, and first you give it a little bit of a. There Perfect. you go. He's got a glass. All now. right, that glass okay. will do. It's not a wine glass, but okay. it'll it will do for the time being. I know. It's just like that whiskey glass. No, you're good. You're good. That works. You always want to grab the stem. If you have a stemmed wine glass, you always want to grab the stem as to not warm up okay. your actual wine. So you want to grab the stem and create little yes. circles to aerate your wine. This basically so, listener, we're we're yes. sort of swirling yes. like a tornado. We're creating a tornado in our yes, and this is going here. to look Margie's out, Alabama. Yeah, over look out, full. Alabama. <laughs> yeah, we got to be very careful. <laughs> look out, Alabama. So basically, what this is doing when you oh, swirl yes. a wine, because I'm sure everybody has seen it, right? Somebody swirl a wine, and half of you are probably like, "What? Well, I don't get it." This basically gets a little bit of oxygen mm-hmm. into your wine in order to really get all of the aromas out of it. Yeah that are there because you got to think it's been sitting in this mm. bottle all crammed up. So the second it comes out of the bottle, it wants to breathe oxygen so you can really smell things, right? So after you swirl it for a bit, you can place your nose wow. on the rim and take a big old inhale. Okay. <sighs> yep. Oh, yeah, yeah I, love, like we did the I love the smell of, of red wine. So this is where I was kind of talking about. Uh, Listener update. Uh, Bobby now <laughs> has a wine glass. He has a proper wine glass. And it's, it's enormous. It's bigger than my head. Whoever, whoever his assistant, <laughs> it is a big wine glass. Whoever his assistant that is there in Spain is absolutely crushing I look like a Viking. It. I'll have another. I'll have another. He has a goblet of it. a wine glass. Bring me more of this grape juice. That's perfect. Exactly. Hey. I'm not messing around out here. I know. Proud I got of a you. Simone, I'm not messing around. You're proud of you. So, yeah, after you swirl and smell, that's where you're going to be um, smelling your aromas, right? Where I kind of talked about, since we all have red wine today, it's going to oh. go one of two ways. You're either going to have those kind of black fruits or you're going to have those red fruits. So I know based off of what yeah. you guys are drinking, like basically what you should be smelling, but Bobby... Give it a smell. Do you think it's? I can smell it from here. Like, is that a good sign? Like, I, I don't even need the no. I can smell it from yeah, like that, away from the glass. That means you have a good nose. Maybe you should. Maybe you should be a sommelier. <laughs> maybe you should go into oh it. Oh my! I got a good. Yeah, nose. you got a good, you, you got a good go. nose. Either that, or you're smelling your. You might be smelling your upper lip from downing it from the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, or I'm just sauced beyond control, you know. Um, okay, so 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 I have again to remind the audience I have a Grenache Tinta Syrah Coma Dien Bonet uh, Dardel. Bro, your Spanish is. <laughs> yeah, I've been really accent. picking it up out here. Um, so it's a Garnacha. And I'm guessing. Yeah, which way are we going? Red fruits or black fruits I'm with the Garnacha? I'm, <laughs> Keep drinking just to just to double check. I'm thinking black. I'm thinking black. I'm thinking black. So no. No. <laughs> His dream of being a sommelier crushed in a matter of seconds. Oh, I had a, I had a 50, 50 chance. I couldn't 50, even get that. Like, it's not even. It's not, it's not even a word problem. It's a true or false, and I failed. I don't think. Uh, dang it. So, okay, but I, I was. I, I can see it now. That's that okay. That. So, yeah, because a traditional Garnacha, which um, it's Garnacha in Spain and Grenache in French, right? So same great mm. variety. They're just going to have mm. two different names um, depending on where you are. So that generally is kind of – it's similar to a Pinot. It's a very thin-skinned grape and similar to a Pinot. So you're going to have a little bit lighter fruit mm. coming in the palate. It's not going to be too heavy. Yeah. It's very light. It goes with, like, pizzas and pastas and – you it could is. probably even eat it with like a fish, you know. Yeah. So that's a little bit wh- lighter of mm. a of a wine versus. Yeah. And Pinot's have... my favorite, so I, I I liked. I there you go. Yeah, I just told the guy give you the best one, and it tasted like a Pinot, and I was like, okay, let's go with this. Yeah, yeah. So that's he he led you in the right direction because it's a little bit lighter of a wine. Um, yes. I have a Cabernet mm. Sauvignon blend. It's kind of a Bordeaux style Cabernet Sauvignon, so it's 
Cabernet as well as Merlot. Ooh, so, <laughs> which is a, it's a ripe fruit to be um, drinking Whoa. at four in the afternoon, but here we are. I'm going to fall asleep right after we're finished with this, <laughs> no doubt. Um, but this hey, is a little it's, bit. It's one in the morning here. You can just pretend like you're on my time. Okay? I love it. I love it. Yeah, Bobby, you're being a big, tr mega, mega yeah. trooper after uh, performing and then oh, dude, um, getting on the I'm podcast away. at one and this is what morning, I so thank, thank you, you And this is what I would be doing even if we were doing Yeah, you'd be drinking wine anyway, right? Myself. There you go. Well, we're happy to <laughs> accompany you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, oh, I love it. So, yeah, I have the... Oh, yeah, well, what was yours? Yours is black or red? Mine is a little bit more black fruit. Generally, Cabernet Sauvignon, you're going to... Bordeaux style especially. It's going to be a little bit more full-bodied black fruit, kind of black currant, sometimes blueberry, but more than anything, which I haven't really talked about, those are like your base fruit flavors, right? When you're talking about red wines that have been in the bottle and have aged for a very long time, you have to start talking about other flavors, such as tertiary flavors, which are kind of those buried flavors, right? Have you ever heard of somebody saying it smells like leather or coffee mm -hmm. or tobacco? Yeah. Like those kind of smells, those are not um, primary flavors. Those are tertiary flavors. They come from the wine maturing for a long period of time. So that's why white wines, for the most part, will not have those flavors because white wines, again, for the most part, are best drunk young when they're uh. fresh versus a red wine. If you have a red wine sitting on your shelf for like three years, chances are it's actually getting better and better, right? Because it's developing more of those really bold tertiary flavors that make it unique and stand out. Yeah, Bobby, didn't you tell me once that you liked your, your women, like you like your wine, like really vintage? Oh, you know me, I'm into the milk. I love it. That's a good one. I'm gonna start using that one. Yeah, sorry. But that's I the just, expression. Uh, no, that was amazing. That was, but that's the expression, you're, you age like fine wine. Exactly, right. there you go. Yes. That's the expression. That's the name of the episode. Aging like fine wine. That is so cool. And it's because <laughs> of the tertiary principles of an aging wine. I will know that forever. Boom. And it's all thanks yeah. to you. Yeah. You learn something new every day. So yeah, mine has a mine has a lot of those characteristics. All right, Riker. Yeah, you're up. What are you drinking, Riker? All right, you guys are gonna be so impressed because I think okay. I'm gonna nail this. Ready? So I have a uh I have okay. a Vino Tinto from Portugal. Oh, okay. And um, Vanny's gonna be upset. So here's, if you what get this problem, right? here's what I'm getting. No, I'm gonna nail it. Ready? All right, I'm getting cloves, blackberry, oh my mulberry. Oh, you're looking up. You looked it up. I can see you looking off your screen. I'm I just got a, I got a, uh, it's got a body of a, it's a, about a three body. It's a, uh, acidity about a two. Uh, the sweetness is about a three and the tannins are about a two. Uh, alcohol, I'd say is about a 13.5. Yeah, 13, no, 13.5. Yeah. It's, um, let me think. Uh, it's about cheater, 110 Robert. calories. And, uh, you know what? I think this would be paired best with pork chops, roasted chicken. You are cheater. Give this man his masters. Okay. I give it a I give it a ninety four. Oh my god, <laughs> that was amazing. Oh, uh, listener, listener, I'm totally cheating. I have a Shut I have up. a whole uh, uh, a whole cutout uh, of the paper. That is amazing. From uh, my wine my my wine my wife gets oh, these uh, sent to our house, so we opened up a bottle. You know what? And uh, so I I have the exact correct answers. I basically hey, had the cheat sheet. You gotta have the cheat sheet um, sometimes. That's so, the only way I passed algebra. But two. you know what? I'm not I'm not cheating here, Bobby. Ready? You're, you're, I'm gonna really impress Margie that I know this. So look, look at, at this. That, you do swirl. the swirl, and then this right here. See it yeah. coming down? Those are the. So legs. do you know what legs are? <laughs> They're the alcohol level. Yes. Woo. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, they're what you lose after you drink a whole bottle of, of this one. <laughs> yeah, there you That's go. Right. Your legs are gone. <laughs> so, yeah, for anybody um, not watching, basically it's um, when you swirl the, your glass, there's little streams that are remaining on the side of your glass. And basically the thickness of them and how many there are will let you know what the viscosity of the wine is, which is what the alcohol content is. So mm. the more legs, the more alcohol your wine has in it. So if you're drinking something like a port or a sherry, oh my those gosh, kind of dessert serious? wines, yeah, if you're drinking like a dessert wine, they're known to be higher in alcohol, they'll be thick. 
Bobby, I think I remember you telling me that again once before. You you liked your women like uh, your wine. I want those legs. long legs all night. I want to I can't I even get that one out. Finally-aged women with some big old long legs. <laughs> I couldn't even get that, that one out. I was already laugh, making bat. myself laugh. And also, Sorry. I noticed that when you swirl, there's like less of a bite too, of like the alcohol. Yeah, it like, can. It's like smoother. Yeah, totally. Oxygen getting into a wine can kind of like, I don't know the right word. It can kind of smoothen over the palate. It makes it a little bit more velvety versus that sharpness. Because if we're drinking a red wine, there's tannin in it, mm. most likely, right? The tannin and the acidity is what's causing that kind of original pucker. So in order to kind of take it down a notch, yeah, the swirling definitely helps. You'll notice some wines, like when you drink them straight out of the bottle, you do not like them at all. And then maybe like 30 minutes go by and you revisit the same glass and you're oh. like, wait, I actually think I like this. It's because wines, a lot of red wines straight out of the bottle, they need to open up. They need to sit in oxygen. It's just, they just get so much better. So That explains a lot. That explains a lot. Okay. This brings up a good question. And also I'm going to apologize for jumping over people, but I can see my video is a, a little delayed. So apologies you're if good. I'm jumping in too fast, but this brings up a good question. So I watched this masterclass on uh, wine appreciation. Mm. I love masterclass. And it was James Suckling. It was teaching wine appreciation. And he was like, your red wines are served at 68 degrees. Yes. Is that like, do you agree with hmm. this? Because my father-in-law love him to death, but he wants his wine warm. Wow. He's like 68 degrees is way too cold. He wants he wants to have it uh, more flavor when it's when it's wine right. or when it's warmer. And um, I was I really liked the 68 degrees. Like if I had a wine fridge, I would set that sucker to 68 yeah. degrees for sure. Uh, so Margie, take us take us through the uh, the wine. So temperatures. basically, it'll depend what you're drinking, right? Every wine has a different temperature, and it really is preference. At the end of the day, I learned that a lot. Oh, okay. I learned that a lot in wine school. There is a specific way to have it, 100 percent. Um, your kind of more full-bodied reds, you're going to want to sit at that 68, that kind of room temperature. That's why you, if they're not in a wine fridge, having them outside, uh, you hmm. want them away from light so that they're not warmed. Like you want them to kind of be, actually, that's why most, you know, wine cellars, they're always dark, like kind of little areas, right? Because you want it to be a controlled, uh, right. dark and cool. Dark so and cool, yeah. Red wines, yeah, room temperature. I, it's so funny because I actually mm. have friends who prefer their red wines a little cold. So they'll stick their red wines in the fridge, which to me is feels like a crime. Like I feel like a good red wine, unless it's like certain natural wines, there's a lot of chilled red wines that That's are like a very good. Sin. Yeah, but like a Cabernet should, mm. in my opinion, always be certain room No ice cubes and no ice cubes, no, right? Ice cubes. This is a PSA, no ice cubes in your fucking wine. It drives me crazy. <laughs> It drives me crazy. Like, it's just not good. Okay, I have a question about the ice cubes, though. Check this out. So we're, uh -oh. we're on the beach in Greece. Right, we're, in, we're in Mykonos. And we got one of those magnum bottles. Like, like it's it's literally, it's probably like three bottles okay. of wine. Three or four bottles of wine. It's huge. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it's, you know, it's like 100 degrees out. And it's just, there's no clouds. There's very, very little mm -hmm. shade. So we, and the, the wine we got was uh -huh. from Santorini. And it was a white and it was just so delicious. And they, they brought it out. It was ice cold. And so what, as the wine sat there all day, granted it was in an ice chest, but they would, they would throw a huge, almost like an old, almost like an old fashioned. They would throw a huge ice cube uh -huh. in your glass and they would swirl. They would cool your glass first. And then they would give you the wine. And if you've been sitting around for a little bit, they would just drop okay. it, come by. See, and like, yes. I I, I I say yes. Go ahead, Bobby. You first. <laughs> go. Okay. Listen, this, the, here's the thing, right? We're talking about ice cubes. We were talking, you go to the fridge, you put it in, a couple things pop out. Okay. I mean, if you are at a, if you're getting beachside service of a giant ice cube, the guy's swirling for you, I'm pretty sure it's okay. I'm pretty sure they know what they're doing. I think that's what we call an exception. Yeah. An that exception. is definitely an exception because, yes, like if they're doing it for you, 100%. Oh, sorry. I'm taking it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess I just mean, yes, I even have girl like I have people that I know that do it in their white wine. It bothers me less in a white wine because I don't know the, the water. It, the only thing is it waters it down, right? If you let it sit too long, 
it will water down your wine. Yeah, That's oh, yeah. the concept of why. For sure. Any wine, like somebody who drinks wine a ton is generally not going to throw ice in it. If you're getting a really nice bottle of something, it's going to dilute the flavors. Yeah. By the sure. ice melting. That being said, if you're drinking yeah. it fast it enough. It does it to everything. Yeah. If you're drinking it fast enough, I can, I understand the wanting to have it cool because white wine should always be cooled. Always should always be in a fridge. Always. Same with sparkling wines. And then certain reds mm -hmm. you can definitely chill too. But yeah, if I, I mean, if I was poolside in Greece or beachside in Greece, I'd want it probably a beautiful little ice cube in my glass too. So. <laughs> It was nice. It was nice. They were, they were huge. Like, like, That's like cool. I said, serving in, you know, what in an old fashioned yeah. or uh, and big any sort of just like whiskey slower. cocktail. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They're slower, slower melting. So mm -hmm. um, now speaking of sparkling wines, that's arguably my okay. favorite. It, I, mm. I love champagne. I think if I, if I'm choosing between the three, I think I'm almost always going to pick champagne. And I heard that the smaller the bubbles, the better the champagne. Is that true? Um, yes, it generally is because it depends how it's basically champagne is a very interesting process. Like sparkling wine is a whole other, like when we were learning about it in school, it's, it's an entire X amount of chapters. It's separate from, you know, because there's just a completely different set of rules that go into it. Like, you know, I'm sure the two of you know this, but the label of champagne, right? We call most sparkling wines like, oh, pick up a bottle of champagne. Really, the only thing that is champagne is if it's from the region champagne in France. So that's the only, yes, exactly. Champagne so that's the only France. time you can really See, call I it champagne. I had no idea. Most people don't. I had no idea champagne was a region. Was wine. I'm, I'm just gonna admit it right now. I had no idea it was wine. I, I did. I had no idea. Yeah, dude, it's spar it's sparkling wine, and then if it's from Champagne, France, it's oh called Champagne. If it's, if it's from California, it's, it's yeah. just sparkling wine. And in Spain, Bobby, you should go out and get get, your, get yourself a bottle. I believe it's called Cava. Cava is the okay. best sparkling wine in Spain, and in Italy, it'll be a Prosecco. Oh, so Prosecco. Different yes. regions have different. Yeah, different regions have different kind of sparkling wines. Yeah, you can't call a cava a cava unless it's from Spain. Same with champagne, right? But going back to the bubbles, yes, if it's been bottled, cool. yeah, they have to be bottled under pressure, right? You can't let any pressure escape because, you know, right. CO2 is pumped in to remove all the oxygen. That's what creates pressure. There's a lot that goes behind it. So, yeah, the smaller the bubbles means it's been bottled under immense pressure which is good. You know, it means that they're, it means they're doing their job. Oh, yeah. Okay. That is really cool. Wow. All right. So we've talked about red wine. We've talked a little bit about white wine. We've talked a little bit about champagne, sparkling wine, Margie, uh, what is your favorite wine? And let's, let's go even deeper. Not just like mm -hmm. red, white or champagne. Let's go. What is your favorite California Ooh. wine? What's your favorite France, Italy, and okay. uh, we'll do, we'll go Spain as well. Okay. Since Bobby's yes. in Spain. Okay. Here we go. So, Okay, my all over favorite wine ever is from Italy because I'm Italian, so I just feel like I have to hold down those roots a little bit. I love the grape variety is a Sangiovese. Got to. So a Sangiovese yeah. is the grape variety, and specifically a Chianti is my favorite. So when you hear about a Chianti, that's just basically Ooh. the name of the region that it comes from. And then Sangiovese is the grape that Chianti oh, is made okay. from. So that's probably my favorite red wine. Probably my, gotcha. I'm just, a, I'm a red wine drinker in general. I really tried to open okay. it up to white wines, but you I know, I'm, yeah, Chianti from, um, or sorry, Sangiovese from the region Chianti. It'll be called Chianti. There's actually a bottle at Trader Joe's that's like $7 okay. and it's my absolute favorite. So if you follow me after this episode, okay. I'll put it on my story. I'll put a ton and, of and wines on my story. So that's okay. probably my favorite from Italy. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, Margie, tell us really quick while yeah. I'm thinking about What's it. Tell us where everybody can follow you because you're you got yes. a show of your own, yes. the Tipsy Psalm, which next time we're in LA, I feel like we need to do a little crossover oh, episode yes. here. Absolutely, I would love to. So yeah, I have an account and on Instagram it's the Tipsy Psalm, the Tipsy, and then Psalm with two M's at the end. Um, the you can follow me there. I do reviews of certain wines i post what you should bring to dinner parties and kind of just like a how-to with tasting and i have a show it's also actually called um tipsy taste tuesdays and i bring on friends of mine we'll try different wines and go. whatnot so 
stay tuned for more of those. And yeah, we should absolutely do a crossover That's episode. Amazing. Yeah, it's it's so fun. I'd love to. That'd be so fun. Yeah. Uh, I think we should have her on every week. Yeah, uh, just have me back. Because I'm trying to <laughs> this has been the best. This has been my favorite. This has been my favorite episode. Hell far. yeah. I was waiting for one of you to say it. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. Hey, there's there's no rules. There's no rules about, uh, you know, repeat yeah. guests. So, uh, Margie, you. you're Marge, always welcome. She needs to be a new um, So you have your favorite Italian wine. What about uh, Spain, okay. California? I guess I'm going to stick with my, with my red here because it's just what I know best and it's what I love. Um, Probably okay. in France, I'm gonna have to go with a Bordeaux. And I'm from okay. Temecula, so you better for California. Oh yeah, there yeah. actually yeah. Sidebar, Temecula. I went to a wine tasting in Temecula. Yeah, and it was they've fun got great, great wineries. So, uh, I'm officially a wine guy. Yeah, have you been to a lot of wineries down in Temecula? But sorry. Have you been to any? Oh, no. That's all you do when you're in um, high school and you have a fake ID in Temecula. No, is it really? Yes. That's what you use <laughs> your know, fake yes. ID for. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 100%. That's the Semecula way to go. <laughs> That's amazing. I yeah, did not know that. That's, That's so what funny. you do when you go up out there. That's great. Yeah, so if anybody doesn't know Temecula is in Southern California, it's probably like three hours south of LA, two hours, two and a half. Mm -hmm. And they have tons. It's great. Yeah, two. And it's 30 minutes from Skydive Paris and, if you want to come skydive from Skydive your boy. There you go. It's a little bit um, closer. But yeah, you were saying France. Sorry. No, you're fine. We yeah, we keep we keep going places, but that's cool. Um, yeah, so France probably a Bordeaux, a Bordeaux style. It's is good. We're getting my a lot. favorite. We're getting there. And Bordeaux is kind of it's a region in France, but they specialize in Cabernet Sauvignon and Merlot. And depending on where you are in Bordeaux, the left bank of Bordeaux, so the left side of Bordeaux, is specializes in Cabernet Sauvignon. The right bank specializes in Merlot. And then a lot of places mix the two. So if you ever hear Bordeaux style, it's a region in France and it generally is mixing the two, which I actually have one in front of me right now. It's a kind of a Bordeaux style. So that's really mm. good. Super full bodied though. Okay. Like if you're looking for something light on a summer day, probably wouldn't suggest that necessarily because it's full bodied, but delicious. Um, and then let's go to California. I guess I would have to say also a cab in California. Cabernet, like Napa Valley Cabernets are really great. Like in Alexander Valley and a lot of Napa. Yeah, that's pretty classic. It is. It's just, it's a staple and it's so good. Um, in California, they make a rosé out of Zinfandel, which is actually really good and it's not too sweet. Zinfandel is usually a um, just a red wine, but in California, they have white Zinfandel grapes that make rosé, which love is rose. really delicious. Um where else? Where else do we have to go around the world? Oh, in Spain. Let's end with Spain. Spain. Yes, I gotta tell me which one I need to go buy. Probably tonight. a Tempranillo. So Tempranillo is Spain's like largest okay. red grape okay. variety. So a Rioja, for example, is made from Tempranillo grapes. So when you're at, when you're trying to pick out wines in Spain, I would say a Rioja okay. is really great. It's it's very similar to kind of what a Cabernet would give and Again, full-bodied, delicious red. So if you're more of a white wine drinker, I can give you those as well another awesome. time. But red wine for me is kind of where I'm at all the time. We're going full red this episode. Maybe we'll do an episode on uh, on just white wines. Next yeah, time. right? Because all we're doing, we're drinking <laughs> yeah, we'll, red wine. We'll do a special summer episode because we're getting into fall and winter. Totally. It's kind of cold. It's actually very cold in Colorado all of a sudden. Um, so we're definitely feeling the fall vibes mm -hmm. over here. So you just want like a nice, 100%. a nice warm, sometimes a red wine just makes you feel all cozy. That's my favorite. Personally. I got that down. Yeah. I love it. Um, also, what's the most expensive wine you've ever tasted? Oh, good that question. That is a great question. Oh, let me think. There's been. I and did it make a, and did it make a difference compared to ones that are cheaper that you yeah, like? Yeah, that's, I get that does, question does price all equal the time. Flavor? So. Yes and no, right? Of course, if you're comparing something like a two buck chuck or something that's very, you know, it's been commercially produced, you know, it, yeah, <laughs> two buck chuck is. That's unfortunately that's what my ex girlfriend calls me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like if you do, if you do a two buck chuck, you're obviously going to see a difference, right? But I always used to say, this girl yes. that I was taking a wine class with would always say. 
um, she used to have tastings and she would do, this is a fun idea for a tasting, right? You get a bottle of $2 wine, $15 wine, 30, 50 and a hundred or something. Right. And then you taste all the wines blind and you try and pick which wines you think are the most expensive. Mm. And we always used to say the winner was actually the person yeah. who thought the $5 bottle was the hundred dollar bottle. Because it means that that's the wine that you liked the best. That's the wine that you, you know, <laughs> thought was the most expensive. So you win because, oh, you know. Oh, that's cool. So yes. I've, I've had a decent amount of, like, probably the most expensive wine I've ever had was, like, a $300 bottle. And we had it at our um, wine class. So I know that that's not that expensive. I mean, wines can get way, way up. Wow. But it's like, I just, I don't know. I get weird about drinking expensive wines. What's, yeah. well, what's, what are that? You said, I know that's not that expensive, but hold on a second. That's like my rent well, every month. I uh, saw the whole, the most expensive wine ever sold was 500, over $500,000. Yeah. It's insane. Like, it's so crazy what people are willing to pay. And it's yeah. really wild because oh my god, it would make me very like even that three hundred dollar bottle. I was like, oh, I don't even want to tr drink this. Like I, I feel like some type of guilt yeah. about drinking this. I, I'd bottle. expect a happy ending from the grapes after I drink that uh, five hundred thousand. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would like, need some kind of. Uh, I need something else. I, I need the bottle to you know do some things to me if I'm going to pay that. I, I feel you. It, it's too much for me. Like honestly, I'm a big believer. But still, three hundred dollars yeah. is a lot for a bottle. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is a lot. But I know that, like Gregor said, there's just so many. There are way more than that, you know, but it's really crazy because I yeah, just 500,000. I try and practice what I preach, which yeah. is you can go to Trader so Joe's and you can get a bottle under twenty dollars and it can be fucking delicious. You just got to know which yeah. ones to pick and how to pick them, you know? Yeah, for sure. So. Mm. Cheers to cheap wine. And speaking <laughs> of Trader Joe's, Trader Joe's sells. Yeah. Hey. This was 19 bucks, and I love it every drop. Exactly. It's delicious, <laughs> no matter the price. But speaking of Trader Joe's, they sell cotton, they sell, they sell cotton, cotton candy grapes. Yes. Does that, and they're great. Does that, can that be turned into a wine, or is that like a novelty? No, like? that's kind of a novelty. So, like, the wine grapes are raised specifically, okay. you know, to be turned into wine. So, the actual wine is called a, Cab or the actual grape yeah. itself is called a Cabernet Sauvignon. The actual grape itself is called a Merlot. So we wouldn't be okay. eating those wines. I'm sure you can eat them by the stem. Like you can eat them fresh like that. But they're grown very specifically in those vineyards under conditions mm. to be crushed and turned into well, Maybe I just invented a new business plan for us. Yeah, let's do it. Let's make cotton candy. It'd be a little sweet probably for my liking. Cotton candy, grape wine. Cotton candy, It would be wine. sweet, but it would be maybe something that we can make a billion dollars off and we could afford a $500,000. So maybe we should, maybe we should cut that out of this episode. So go. nobody steals our idea. <laughs> true. Yes, true. Yes. We'll have to edit that. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll talk to the editor guys. Don't worry. Okay. You got an end with them. <laughs> well, uh, Margie, this has been so, so cool. Thank so you good. so much for, for joining us and, uh, educating us about wine and um, this has been so great. And you got a birthday coming up. I what, do. What, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be uh, – so, Bobby, Margie and I are going to the same wedding. We're going to our friend Taylor and Matt's wedding. And uh, I'll be there with oh, my wife. Cool. And, and Margie's birthday is the day before the wedding, which is the day before my anniversary. So oh, what are, what, what's the plan? What are we drinking? Are, are we drinking wine yeah, or uh, of champagne or what's the plan? All, all of the above. So, yeah, we're going to spend like the couple days before in Solvang. And for those of you who don't know, there's a ton of wineries up near Solvang. It's kind of like Santa Barbara area in California. So, yeah, that's why that's why we're doing it for my birthday. We're going to go to some vineyards. We're going to go to some wineries and drink a shit ton of wine. Wow, Red wine, definitely sparkling wine, all of the above. For sure. There we go. Wow. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's true. We wouldn't be drinking champagne because it would be from California. So it's not champagne. Oh sparkling wine. Right. There we well, go. We caught uh, ourselves. <laughs> thank you so much. This is my favorite episode. Yay. Hands down. <laughs> Thanks, Bobby. This has been a fantastic episode for sure. Well, uh, one for the books. Margie, you're always welcome to uh, to come back on the show. And we'd love to come do a, uh, a tasting yes. with the uh, the Tipsy song. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, let's do a Temecula. Let's do Temecula. Yeah, we'll just we'll vlog the entire trip. There you we'll go. Make... We can do it in Temecula. I, yeah, I actually have a coupon. <laughs> so weird. I have a coupon for a limo. 
a limousine ride through Temecula wineries. Say less. Uh, blind tasting. So uh, okay. they need to do You that. heard it here first, folks. If Bobby uses this coupon without me, it's, it's going to be not without cool. Me without too. me and Margie. We need we need the pro with us. Yeah. Margie, yes. I, I would you. love that. Well, thank You're you, You're amazing. I learned so much, and I'm going to – I'm I'm going to sound so smart to all my friends. I cannot wait to just. <laughs> that's, that's right. Yes. That's Thank great. you for educating us. Thank you for, for taking the time out of your day and, and being so awesome. So and uh, yeah, looking forward to celebrating with you uh, for the birthday here in a couple of days. Yeah. Happy and, birthday. Uh, Thank Bobby, you. we miss you. Hope you're having amazing shows in Spain. Yeah. Thank you. Brother. And uh, we'll all get together soon when we're all in California. Absolutely. Well, awesome. thank you guys Sounds so great. much for having me. This has been uh, a blast. Amazing. Should we do one final? Thank Love you. you guys. One more cheers, cheers for the road. Cheers. Right out of the bottle. That's right. Yep. Woo! One more cheers for the road. <laughs> Incredible. Thank you guys so much for listening. This has been Glass Half Full with Riker and Bobby. We'll see you next time. Thank you, Margie. Thanks.